0: USA Hockey wins the World Junior
1: Championship, red, white, blue and gold. everybody it is Dylan here welcoming you into episode three of the beyond the boards podcast um my co-host Dan has been out of town the last couple weeks so yes we know we have a lot to catch up on here um but with him being still busy um I went and went ahead and uh, recorded an interview with uh St. Lawrence forward Cameron Buell um he He's a good player for St. Lawrence. He led the team in points this season in only 15 games played. He registered 13 points and he scored the overtime game winning goal in the ECAC Conference semifinals to send St. Lawrence to the ECAC Conference Championship, which they went on to come out victorious in. So, without further ado, here's my interview with Cameron Buell and Me and Dan should be back to normal here within a week or so. So stay tuned for that and hope you guys enjoy the interview. So everybody, I would like to take the time to introduce our first ever guest here on the Beyond the Boards podcast. He currently just finished his sophomore season with St. Lawrence University, where he led the team with 13 points and only 15 games played this season. He also played a pivotal role in the Saints success during the ECAC tournament, scoring the overtime game-winning goal over Colgate to send St. Lawrence into the ECAC conference championship. St. Lawrence then went on to upset Quinnipiac 3-2 and yet another overtime game to secure the conference championship. Thank you so much for joining us, Cameron Buell. Thank you. So I'm going to get right started um, with that overtime goal. I mean, just... It's such a pivotal moment. I mean, St. Lawrence hasn't been in the ECAC tournament in a while um, that I can remember in recent seasons, being a slew fan. Um, so kind of, was it supposed to be a pass? Because on the video, it looked like you were trying to, like, pass it across crease for a one-timer. Was that kind of the idea behind it? or
0: uh, No, actually, I, uh, I was just trying to wrap it five-hole. Um, and luckily, it went in. But uh, my line mate Ashton Fry was giving me a hard time. He was like, "I was sitting open back door." <laughs> <laughs> I was but gonna say, "No, it looked,
1: it looked like it on video." I didn't. I I wasn't really sure if you were trying to do it five hole or what the plan was there. It was. Yeah,
0: that was the play. So <laughs> I guess it, it just it worked out. <laughs> I was gonna say it
1: looked like a pretty sweet little uh, nifty goal. It Looked like it surprised the goalie quite a bit too.
0: Yeah, I think it absolutely did. I he, he was probably wondering what I was doing.
1: Uh, <laughs> Hey, it counts, so. um, Yeah, goal's a goal. (laughs) Exactly, man. So then uh, you guys went into the conference uh, championship against Quinnipiac, a team that you guys, uh, I think reading into the game, you guys were like one and four against them this season. Playing against them so many times this year, did that kind of help you guys going into that championship game? Oh, absolutely. Uh, We basically knew everything that they uh, knew systems-wise
0: or... You know their tendencies and everything like that, um, and unfortunately, we we were like one and four against them. But I think we definitely could have been um, two and four, three three and three, you know, around sitting five hundred with those guys. We just didn't get some bounces. Uh, I know one time we went down to QPAC and we had half a team and we we're playing with half a team due to contact tracing, um, so that really sucked. Uh, but then the last game we played them before playoffs, uh, we lost three to two, but we, it was probably one of the best games of our year. Um, and we really should have won the game. So we were, we were pretty confident going in, knowing everything that QBAC does. And um, we played well at their, their place. And that's where uh, the our
1: first win against them came. So we were pretty comfortable with it. Gotcha. Um, so I guess I'll kind of dive right into it since it's the most recent thing. Um, so what were the emotions like in that 24 hours? I mean, you guys came off that big conference championship and you guys are going to the tournament. And then I read on social media, like just a couple hours after that, that uh, your coach Brent Brecky is tested positive and you guys weren't going to be able to uh, participate in the tournament. Was that just kind of like a roller coaster from right at the top to just right at the lowest of lows or.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, easily the hardest, probably 24 hours of, uh, of my life. I mean, we we were going to the tourney for the first time in like twenty years. Uh, every single guy probably had like a hundred text messages from alumni, from super fans, just uh, saying how proud of uh, uh, they were of us and and how much this means to the school. And like we came, we got home at like four a.m. and there was uh, like all of our cars were decorated with you know like go Saints signs and, and balloons and stuff and like EC champions so like. <laughs> the people at St. Lawrence, like, were well, they were so ecstatic. And obviously, so were, so were we. And we didn't see that coming at all. We, we really didn't. We, we, uh, we had like four or five tests before and everything was proceeding as normal. And then the, we tested Sunday morning, right when we got back, kind of. And then it finally came back that coach uh, Brecky was positive And we all were just in shock. You know, we we're all kind of hanging out, um, Waiting for the selection uh, show to happen
1: um, at the rink, and got the news, and we were all just devastated. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't even imagine, dude. I mean, I'd never even played hockey in my life, but I just the feeling that had to have been terrible. Yeah, it was
0: like you said, like we were at the highest of highs, and then the lowest of lows, and of course, it all happens within maybe twelve hours. You know, you you were in the game, you get back. And then next thing you know, it's, like, gone within a split second.
1: It had to have been heartbreaking for sure. I mean, does it make you kind of feel better that a few other teams have uh, had to miss <laughs> out now too, I guess? I mean, I guess it makes it a yeah. little bit better for you guys. It, I mean, it does. The only I mean, ones, it, but.
0: yeah, it makes you, you know, be like, well, if, at least, you know, if we couldn't go, someone else could go. But I, I, I try not to think like that because I don't want those guys to – You know, I have to go through what we did, Um, and especially all my buddies that are playing in in the
1: tournament right now. And I'm just hoping everything goes out smoothly for them. So you've been watching some of the tournament? I mean, that game last night, uh, University of Minnesota Duluth and North Dakota, holy cow, that was a barn burner, man. I I know. (laughs) I'm kind of somewhat buddies with Wyatt Kaiser for Minnesota Duluth. I got the chance to interview him a while back. So I'm rooting for him to take home the title, but that game was pretty crazy. Five overtimes, longest game in tournament history. And
0: yeah, uh, uh, now
1: we're now St. Lawrence has the second longest game. So, Oh, uh, I didn't even know
0: you guys had the, yeah, first. we, we <laughs> had the, the longest game. I think it was back in, it was like 88 or something, but huh. no, we, we, um, the group of guys I'm with right now, we all stayed up and watched the five OTs. Um, and I have a lot of buddies on, on Duluth from being a Minnesota kid. So, um, Jackson Cates who scored the first goal is one of my good buddies Um, but then we watched the Mankato game um, and and my best friend Ryan Sandlin scored the overtime goal so it it
1: was pretty cool to see yeah dude I mean like I said I'm somewhat buddies with Wyatt so I was happy to wake up this morning and see that on my phone that uh, they advanced to the final four there Oh absolutely. Um, So you said you were from Minnesota. Um, I'm assuming that's kind of how you got into the game of hockey and what got you going. Do you want to tell us a little bit of how you started out playing hockey?
0: Yeah um, my dad is a huge uh, hockey fan. I think him, my brothers and I, all we really do is watch hockey. (laughs) So (laughs) when I was two years old they put me on skates and and sent me out there and I guess I I actually hated it at first, my mom told me. She told me I couldn't stop crying and I would just beg to get off the ice, which now looking back on it, I'm like, how could that ever be possible? (laughs) But then also I had a rink in my backyard. So I was out on my backyard rink, um, just playing with my brothers and my youth like uh, teammates. And uh, I just never ever want to get off the ice now.
1: You started off your career playing at South St. Paul High School and then you went on to play for the Minnesota Magicians. What was it like playing in the NHL for the Magicians?
0: I mean, it was awesome. Uh, Luckily, I got to live at home. Um, My first year with the Magicians, I was still a senior in high school. I decided to leave um, my high school uh, early to play with them um, instead of playing high school hockey, which uh, I think was pretty good for my development. Let me you know, play against older guys um, and really uh, transition uh, well into junior and learn how to play at that high level. Um, but it was awesome. Uh, my last year with Coach uh, Pacino, A.J. Pacino, was uh, our best year. We had a great team, um, and I had two really good friends on the team. My, my two line mates, uh, Johnny Kieran and Matt Stanton, were also two of my best friends. So I enjoyed every single moment. <laughs> um but, yeah, it was awesome just being able to live at home because you hear guys talk about being away from home uh, and they you know how much they miss home, and sometimes it affects their game. But,
1: like, luckily, I was sleeping in my own bed every night, and my mom was making me home-cooked meals. <laughs> yeah, you got to have mom's home-cooked meals, man. I I did the college diet, and I I was missing all <laughs> of mom's home-cooked meals. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> and
0: luckily, out here at St. Lawrence, we – like, at Surgy's, uh and Staten – some of those guys will will cook a meal for us and we'll all go in and just eat there. And it kind of gives you that home-cooked, uh, you know, feeling and, and the love
1: that uh, they those guys pour into us is awesome. For sure, man. I, I was going to bring up Sergi's later in the interview. So <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting a little bit ahead of me, but <laughs> – So when you played with the magicians, did you I know they had a few NHL draft picks in recent years. Did you have the opportunity to play with guys like Ivan Prozatov, Isaiah Seville and or Ethan Hader?
0: Yeah, actually, all three of them. So my my rookie year, I was with uh, Ivan and I drove him to the rink every single day um, because he didn't have a license and he loved my dogs. So he wanted to come over like an hour early and just play with my dogs. Um, and then savvy, uh, he was actually my, my rookie. Uh, so I was his vet. Uh, so I was really close to savvy. Um, then Hayes also my rookie, um, my last year of junior and, uh, I was pretty close to him. Um, but now he's at Clarkson. So
1: oh, a little bit oh, of a rival hey.
0: there. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: I actually, now that you say that, I think I did research that and I saw that. Yeah. Um, but They're
0: all three really good goalies. Um, and Ivan's with Arizona right now. Um, savvy just got knocked out um, by Minnesota last night at the tourney. And then uh Hayes obviously had a good year and won goalie of the year or rookie of the year, whatever it was. But
1: oh, yep, I remember seeing that now. Yep. Yeah. You correct. <laughs> <laughs> so um did you get did you notice anything special about those guys like while you were playing with them? Did you did they have like certain aspects to them that like stuck out like above average a little bit or?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they're just so detail oriented. Like everything they do is with a purpose. You know, they leave the rink and whatever they're doing away from the rink is is only gonna benefit them when they get back to the rink, which I, I think is a huge lesson for younger kids. You know, you gotta eat the right way, you gotta train the right way, you gotta sleep. So what are those those guys were really dialed into hockey and knew that that, that was gonna be their life? Uh, and you could definitely
1: tell finishing your career with the magicians and then coming into your freshman season at St. Lawrence, was there a certain like aspect of St. Lawrence that made you pick them over any other universities you had or? Yeah, well, I actually, I decommitted
0: from Alaska Anchorage um, and
1: then uh,
0: committed to coach Brecke uh, when he got a job here at St. Lawrence. Um, and it was just kind of like the rich history at St. Lawrence that was like, wow, like, they have these winning ways you know like they have the 88 team you know 2001 2007 like all those guys um, that you know are still playing pro hockey uh and it's like i want to be a part of the culture um and i thought it was a great spot for me to play a lot right away um just because of some of the struggles that they had um, the previous years before i came in and then uh and then i i loved coach Brecky. And I loved his philosophy and I loved the way he coached. And I legitimately heard only good things from him and about him uh, from everyone I've seen. And when he got hired, Twitter was blowing up with all these former players talking about how great of a coach he was and how
1: much they benefited from having him as their coach. So I was like, wow, how could I say no? <laughs> Man, I, uh, you're actually getting ahead of me again. I was going to ask you what your relationship was with Coach Brecky. I mean, yeah. we've all heard it. We, I mean, last year, I think uh, Pierre McGuire gave you guys a shout-out on national television on oh, yeah. a game. I think it was a Dallas Stars game, if I remember, right? don't know why that sticks out in my head, but I remember it was a Dallas <laughs> Stars game because, um, I mean, it kind of hit close home to me. I mean, I've been up there in the area. I've been going to slew games ever since I was probably 10, 11 years old. So, um, yeah, big, big diehard fan of SLU here, so. <laughs> we love to hear that. <laughs> Last season, you come in as a freshman, and Appleton's under construction, and you guys have to play at my alma mater, SUNY Canton. What, what, can you kind of explain what that was like? Was it kind of a little bit different than playing at Appleton? I know there's certainly less stands at SUNY Canton.
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> – Honestly, I didn't really know what to expect because I came out on my visit and Appleton was already under construction. Yep. So uh, when Coach Brecky was bringing me around, I really only got to go in, like, um, on the visiting bench. And that was, like, a lot, all I was able to go to because the whole the whole rink was under construction. Like, there was no walls on the place, no nothing. Like <laughs> and I was like, what There's no way this is going to be ready in two months, like three months. Um and so then we go to SUNY Canton and I guess like starting off there, I was like, uh, this is, you know, like it's, it's a nice uh, rink, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it was like, man, like I, it just doesn't have like that home feeling, you know, and you're seeing everyone else's colors and everyone else's logos. And it's like, man, this is, this is just not home. And then you have everyone talking about how cool Appleton is. And us like seven freshmen are like, well what, yeah what I've seen it, to look see like? it yet, but. <laughs> yeah but yeah I've I've seen it with no walls um <laughs> but uh and then once we finally get in there and one of our first games like it's already sold out and then we play Clarkson on Legends of Appleton night it's like i, was wow, there. I was this there. place it's so special then, huh? <laughs> yeah this place is like the coolest thing ever and then obviously I was like, man, I wish I could have been here all year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much played the first couple months on the road, I guess, you could say. Yeah, pretty we definitely did. The game. And then uh, I think we only got four games in there. Yeah, I know. I, it, I was I think I was at two or three of them. I was there when you guys beat Clark or while well, you played Clarkson. I was there when you guys upset what was it? Prov- was it Provident? or Harvard. No? Harvard, yeah. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, I was there that night too. That was it got pretty loud in there that night. Yeah, and it gets that, rowdy. Those <laughs> our fans are the best. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I'm sure that was an attributing factor that you, yeah, uh, you, you enjoy a lot at St. Lawrence.
0: Oh, absolutely, um, and we we wish they were there this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I was going to say, um, was it kind of different playing in front of no fans this year? I mean, you guys, obviously I saw like clips on the internet of you guys still having like the goal horn and stuff going off. Yeah. Um, was it a little bit different without fans though? I mean, just the quietness and.
0: It was very, uh, very awkward, I would say. <laughs> well, if the, I would say like my first like three games of the year, like I didn't really notice it because I was just so happy to be playing again. And then we went down to Quinnipiac and it was like dead silent. Like you couldn't, like you could hear a pin drop. So it was like, wow, this is really weird. And then, (laughs) and then, um, like we kind of started putting like background noise in and so did the Q pack and Clarkson and those guys. So it kind of like made it seem like there was fans. Then we got all these cutout boards around the, you know, the rink now where like, you look up, like, quickly, and you're, like, you don't just see bleachers anymore. Like, you see – at least you see a cutout, which kind of gives it that feeling. But when we went down to the championship game um, on Saturday versus Quinnipiac, that's when, like, it really kicked in again. That Like, there was no fans because it was so quiet. Their speakers were so soft. It was just, like, this just doesn't feel like a championship game a little because it was, like, so quiet and usually, you know – yeah, you would think it'd be so loud in there, especially with Quinnipiac and the fans that they get. So it was a little weird, but honestly,
1: it wasn't too bad. But we're 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 gonna be looking forward to having fans next year. I was gonna say, hopefully, I get to get up there and watch you guys next year if COVID allows. But who, know, who <laughs> knows at this point? I mean, so yeah, hopefully back up, but. Um, so kind of, can you talk a little bit about the protocols that you guys had to go through this year? I mean, I remember from my interview with Wyatt, I think he said they had like three separate locker rooms for Minnesota Duluth and they could only go into the rink, like a certain way, like, and then you had to go out a certain way. And yeah, it was it kind of a similar situation with you guys out there. Or?
0: Yeah, it was. We, um, we had two locker rooms to start. Um, so we had, obviously, in our, our, our brand-new locker room, uh, half a group. So we had, like, 10 to 15 guys, depending on what time you skated, because we broke it up into three groups. There would be um, – we basically did, like, skill sessions to start the year for, like, a month, month and a half. Um, and that's kind of, like, how we broke it up into small groups. So we'd have, like, D in the morning, a group of forwards at an afternoon time, then the next group, um, and later in the day. Just based on class schedule, Uh, but it was uh, half and half in each side. Uh, So some guys are getting dressed in the visitor locker rooms, which sucked for them, but um, at least we were skating. And then we get tested three times a week, uh, sometimes four. We only can go in a certain door, uh, masks everywhere. Uh, So it it was very strict, but
1: it was well worth it. It's (laughs) Um, hard to
0: work out with the masks on, but
1: you know, a little pain, a little gain. So you mentioned a little bit about the St. Lawrence uh, new locker room they got. Um, So I was going to get your thoughts on the renovation project as a whole. Um, I mean, obviously as a fan, I got to be there a couple times last year, as I stated before. Um, I really like the fan side of improvements, like up in the concourse area with the video board, the concession stands, um, a little bit more scoring monitors to kind of give me more of a, I'm a stats nerd, so I love looking at stats. So it kind of gives me more of a statistical uh, view of the game. Um, But as for like the player side, I saw some pictures of the new like training room that you guys got, the new weight room, locker room. Kind of wondering your thoughts about um, the player side of the the renovation, I guess you could say. It is beautiful.
0: Um, It's by far the nicest locker room I've been a part of Um, and our new training facilities are top of the notch like our weight room everything is like the nicest uh top model like has you know our logos all over it It has everything um and our trainer jared hats is world class so i think that's a huge uh benefit to our program and as players like we love we love working out um so like we're in there constantly uh, especially early in the year and when we weren't playing games like we were in there three to four times a week you know getting our lifts in and getting you know some recovery stuff in and it is beautiful and obviously it only enhances where our program is going to go from here um and then obviously the locker room is state of the art. our lounge is amazing you know we have the kitchen in there and everything now um guys spend a lot of time there uh a lot of guys have been taking class from in there um so and then obviously our, our our new training facility with our athletic trainer Matt Solomon that place is, is well run. It's in a well-oiled ship. Uh, so he, he has that place looking great. And then, you know, our hot tubs, our cold tubs and everything is just beautiful. Uh, so we, we definitely got lucky and we, we want to thank all the, the St. Lawrence alumni and everyone who donated to give
1: us all that. Yeah, dude, just the fan experience last year alone was I I loved it. I love how they kept the old feel too with the bleach, the old wooden bleachers. I mean that. Lincoln's oh yeah. That kind of relates back to like the history they've had there throughout the years, mm-hmm. and yeah, just made some slight improvements for the fans, and I I loved everything that they did in that. Um, those uh those
0: wood bleachers are, are some of the coolest things uh, I think I've seen. I love our wood ceiling. We have, we have some poles that run across yep. it. I, I wish we could have taken out just to highlight <laughs> our ceiling. But, yeah, the wood bleachers are iconic. You know, you don't really see that
1: out of any rink. Uh, So I'm so happy they didn't take those out. Exactly, man. I mean, that's that's what I remember the most from growing up as a kid, going up there and watching games is those uh, wood bleachers. (laughs) Yeah, they're beautiful. (laughs) And then uh, now Clarkson's got to copy you guys and do a renovation of their own. So, yeah.
0: Hey, we're trendsetters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah uh so um i guess i'll start wrapping it up a little bit i don't want to keep you on here all day so um i guess a few rapid fire questions here um if that's all right with you oh yeah um so i guess favorite type of food other than Sergi's pizza (laughs) steak Steak? i love steak yeah (laughs) um dude if you love steak you should go up to uh forget the town there's a steakhouse not too far out of canton um forget the tone i'll have to look it up after we get done recording yeah I'll have to feel free you, to send me uh it's a yeah, it's just... a r- <laughs> i ate there dude oh my god it was so good that night um oh, i need to go there now yeah it's only like probably 20 25 minutes from canton so it's a, it's a nice little short drive yeah exactly man uh i'll have to look it up when we get off or something so um next uh question here favorite type of music uh, I'd probably say rap and country. It's a weird mix, but. <laughs> Dude, I'm right both. there with you. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I mean, you got to have country music. I mean, especially when you're up in Canton area. Yeah, I mean- <laughs> beautiful, sunny day. Well, we go out on the grass river. You got to have the country going. <laughs> For sure, man. Um, Favorite NHL team? Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, you hopped on their bandwagon, did you? I did. I, I made
0: it made that with my brother because the rumor was Vegas and uh, another expansion team were coming in right when they came in. And uh, I was like, I'll hop on one, you hop on the other, and we'll see where it takes us. <laughs> so he's going to be a Kraken fan then? He is, and he he also loves all Seattle sports. He's a Seahawks fan. He's a Mariners fan. Wow. So he okay. got lucky, and it just worked out that okay. Seattle got the team. But I, I also love the Wilds.
1: oh boy i see i'm a blackhawks fan dude die hard so
0: yeah Uh, sorry Uh, for
1: all those years of pain but i mean i guess Uh, i I guess your vegas golden knights are making up for it because i think you guys won every single game against us except for like one since vegas came into the league or something so (laughs) and then now uh,
0: and now there's a a slew alumni randy sexton with minnesota so all right. I might have to hop back on Minnesota. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you got to stay with Vegas too. I mean, your buddy Isaiah, he got drafted by them. So I mean... yeah,
0: true. <laughs> That's true. It's a good point. Maybe, <laughs> maybe sure you can have you
1: on there. I was going to yeah. say, maybe he can hook you up with some free gear or something. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> um, so next question, any game day superstitions or pregame ritual- rituals? That's a hard word to say, but you know what I mean. Uh, I'm a guy
0: who gets to the rink really early. Like I, I'll go like three and a half hours early. Um, and I, I basically just tape my sticks the same way. I, I always take a pregame nap. Uh, I mean, nothing too crazy, but, you know, I definitely like to stick to – get my pregame meal, take my nap, get to the rink early, tape my sticks, and then I'll go on from there.
1: Gotcha. I mean, it can't go wrong with a pregame nap, dude. I nap all the time. No.
0: <laughs> Naps so... are the best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so your favorite teammate you've ever played with? That might be a um, tough question, but... That is a
0: tough question. <laughs> wow. Uh, honestly, just yeah, I'd have to say in high school with my brother, uh, just cause that was so special. Um, and he was a year older than me and I got to play high school hockey, which is a big deal in Minnesota with uh, my brother. Oh, so that was really special.
1: I, I mean, I can imagine, dude. I mean, all I had was a younger sister growing up, so she's five years younger than me. So <laughs> I never really got to experience that, but I mean, family before everything, man. I mean absolutely especially in the state of minnesota dude where hockey is just everybody live eats and breathes hockey up there so yeah we do (laughs) um so favorite thing about canton new york favorite thing about canton (laughs) yeah
0: easily easily uh i would say the people like the it's like minnesota friendly you know everyone waves to you everyone says hi you know you walk on the street and you run into someone that knows uh you know someone that just recently talked about you or was just saying nice things you know so it's definitely the people they're so nice um so it just kind of reminds me of home
1: it makes it a little bit more homey for you guys that have came from different states in there and just i know everybody's just so nice and friendly up there and Makes Absolutely. it more comfortable and makes college life a lot easier as well. So. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, so if you could pick anywhere in the world to travel to, where would it be? Ooh. <laughs> Another probably difficult question. <laughs> it is.
0: Um, honestly, I'd like to go probably back up to Alaska. Um, but this time get to go through the mountains. Um And up there in junior we would go up there uh, to play Kenai and Fairbanks and it was beautiful and I've always wanted to go up there during the summer and go fishing um throughout the rivers and go trout fishing uh so I honestly would want to go back there and get that done
1: gotcha I mean you got the Adirondacks right in your backyard up here I mean (laughs) yeah I know I've I've been (laughs) trying to trying to
0: get some guys to go hiking with me but you know everyone's like, ah,
1: uh, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I, me and my girlfriend are big into hiking. We we, we did a awesome. lot. So if you ever need a hiking buddy, just hit me up, man. Yeah. how <laughs> oh, perfect. I mean, you'll probably blow my doors off because uh, I got the dad <laughs> bod going now here. I mean, I've been <laughs> retired from a few, for a few years from sports, so. um, Oh, yeah. So I think my last one I got for you, any off-season slash summer plans? Are you planning on going to, like, any NHL camps, prospect camps, anything to do Yeah, off-season?
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, it's kind of a wait-and-see game right now, um, waiting for, you know, everyone's season to kind of wrap up and, and determine. Um, we, I've talked with a few teams, but nothing really, you know, concrete. But uh, other than that, I, I'm going to be golfing a lot. I'm going to be fishing a lot um spend a lot of time on my boat my brother and I take it out all the time um
1: but yeah working out skating you know the typical hockey guy routine (laughs) I was gonna say maybe you can get a sandbagger lined up with uh Bissonette and (laughs) sometime I don't I don't think they they want that I think we I think I'd smoke them (laughs) (laughs) oh boy we got controversy here I'll make sure to tag Biz in that quote here, and uh, yeah, see, yeah, see if we can know. get a response from him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure he'd have something different to say. Yeah, he probably that. would. <laughs> me, me and Wild Goose will take him on, Mick Wild Goose. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, well, you heard it here for, first, folks. Uh, book it, <laughs> next Sandbagger. Um,
0: yeah, perfect. <laughs>
1: But, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. So, once again, I'd like to thank you, Cam, for taking the time to jump on our little show here. We just started up, I think, like a month or so ago. Um, My co-host, Dan, he couldn't be here today. He's been living it up. He's been out in Vegas. Um, He's a big Tampa Bay Lightning fan. He lives in Tampa down that way. So, he's been out in Vegas for, like, last week or so. And before that, he was at the Hawks and Lightning game when they played about a week ago. Well, I guess it was, like, two weeks ago. Now, well, I should say when the Hawks got spanked by the Lightning. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'd like to once again thank you for jumping on. It's really cool for a guy like you to jump on, be our first ever guest on our show. And as I said earlier, I'd like – hopefully if COVID allows, hopefully I'll be up to watch you guys a little bit next year. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with Governor. Um, it's about an hour away from Canton. That's where I'm at right now. at my girlfriend's house up here, so're okay. yeah we're not we're not too far away so. oh yeah, well, <laughs> thanks for having me. yeah, no problem man looking forward to uh getting up there and catching a game sometime next year. Awesome and seeing you guys wipe the floor of Clarkson
0: <laughs> us yeah we, well we can guarantee it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, guys. It's Dylan here once again. If you enjoyed today's episode. If you could go to social media and support us on social media, it would be great. Um, our Instagram handle is at the Beyond the Boards podcast. We, you can find us on Twitter at beyond underscore boards. And you can find us on Facebook by just searching the Beyond the Boards podcast. If you guys would all give us some support, we would appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening in and tune in for our next show.